The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast. Thanks once again for making us a part of your day. If you don't recognize my voice, my name is Carson Cunningham, filling the shoes of Chip Patterson and company on the First Cut Podcast. But Kyle Porter, as always, is joining us on the podcast. And uh, Kyle, how's your day going so far? It's great, Carson. We, uh, for people that don't know, you and I do a uh, we do a little Oklahoma State podcast uh, on the side and. Uh, we're going to give this a whirl. We're going to talk some golf. We're going to get into uh, a couple different things. So uh, how do you feel about getting into uh, into the golf side of things in terms of podcasting? I love it. I, I'm very into golf. I, uh, I follow it on my own. I follow it for a living. You know, we cover a lot of golf in Oklahoma. I'm a, for people who don't know, I'm an ABC sportscaster in the Oklahoma City market. And we obviously have Oklahoma State golf, which you and I like to talk about quite a bit. We'll try to hold off our, our swinging Pete takes for this podcast. But uh, no, it's obviously uh, I'm into golf. I cover it. I got to go cover the Masters last year because Victor Hovland was in it as an amateur. So no, I'm I'm uh, I'm deep into the golf world. So it's good to hop on the First Cut podcast. I'm a longtime listener, first time host. But uh, I appreciate you having me on. That's pretty good. Have you been thinking about that one for a while, or is that off the cuff? That was off the cuff. That's pretty but, solid. Uh, we do have some stuff to get to in the, in the world of golf. Uh, the Hero World Challenge announced their field. There is no Jordan Spieth, but the, the Hero World Challenge field is as follows. Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, Tiger Woods, Xander Schauffele, Bryson DeChambeau, Tony Finau, Webb Simpson, Patrick Reed, Gary Woodland, Ricky Fowler, Matt Kuchar, Bubba Watson, and Kevin Kisner. And two exemptions will be announced at a later date to round out the 18-player field, Kyle. So a lot of Americans, just two Europeans. Uh, what, what was your take on the uh, the Hero World Challenge field being announced? Yeah, I think I think the first thing that stands out is just no Spieth. You know, I, I think we, we think about Spieth as being like the anchor for for all this, um, you know, kind of global stuff as it relates to. And and, th- and this is very much like it looks like the the President's Cup team, right? It looks like a Ryder Cup team, and, and so. For Spieth not to be there, it's just it's kind of weird, and I think it's just a reminder of like, oh yeah, Jordan Spieth's like thirty eighth in the world, right? Like he's not he's not number five anymore. He's not even number ten anymore. And I think it's just yet another reminder of that of that reality. So uh, who knows? Maybe he'll be one of the two guys uh, that Tiger ends up picking. Uh, but yeah, this is like a this is like the week before the Presidents Cup too. So it's very much a. Uh, well, I guess we're taking the team plane over to Australia the following week to uh, to play in the President's Cup. But uh, yeah, the no the no speed thing kind of stood out to me. 
Don't you think Jordan would like to play in this just to as kind of a mini audition? I know it's the Hero World Challenge. It's not like a legit audition for the President's Cup, but don't you think he would like to be out there playing with Tiger to try to make his case? Well, they will have already uh, they will have already picked it. I mean, Tiger will have already made the selection before then. But it, it, if he is one of the guys selected, then um, yeah, I mean, like even to like get in the lineup, right? Uh, I, I think that is. Uh, I, I think that's a big deal uh, for, for somebody that's, that you know, for a team, especially that's headed to the President's Cup. Where do we stand with Jordan Spieth? Obviously, you mentioned his world ranking. Um, he's clearly not hitting the ball. His ball striking has clearly waned, and his, his putting hasn't been able to save uh, his rounds. Just where do we stand with Jordan Spieth? How concerned should, you know, the, the average golf fan be about Jordan regaining kind of his status in, in, uh, in the world, really? I mean, I, I'm always going to be on the side of like, you're pretty special to have won three majors by 25, by the age of 25 or six or whatever he was. And I don't think, I don't think you lose it like that, that quickly, but I do think there's a world Carson in which like, and this sound, this sounds insane, right? Like this sounds crazy. I think there's a world in which Jordan Spieth has won his last major championship. I don't think that's actually going to play out like that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it just, I mean, I, this time last year I was buying all the Jordan Spieth stock and now I've got a bunch of like $1 stock that I don't really know what to do with. Um, I, I think I'm just going to hold on to it until like the, the ship goes completely down. But if you look at, so he hasn't played so far in the 2019, 20 season, but if you look at last year, T to green, he finished 157th. And the on the PGA Tour, and the crazy part about that, he finished second in putting. He had he had probably his best putting season of all time, and he didn't really sniff a win, right? Um, so yeah, it's not. Uh, I'm not. It, it's if you're a Jordan Spieth fan, there's not a ton of reason for optimism other than the fact that you think he's like an all time great, and that he can't get any worse than it was last year. Well, he's proving he's human because when he went on the the run of majors, it looked like he was on his trajectory to be, you know, Tiger Woods esque. So uh, clearly, he's going through a slump that, you know, most most professionals go through. And I wouldn't be selling all my stock just yet. But that is alarming that he had his best putting season, even better than the the remarkable 2015 season that he had as well. Uh, there are two exemptions for the Hero World Challenge. Who do you think will get those? Well, it's going to be interesting because. You know, we we have all this talk about like Matthew Wolf, Colin Morikawa. Are they going to be on the Presidents Cup team as sort of a warm up for the Ryder Cup next year? I know we're going to talk talk through a little bit of the Pres- Presidents Cup team here in a minute. Um, I don't know. I I think Spieth probably gets one of those. Honestly, like I I think that I think the way that Tiger and Phil and the guys that like really matter at the top of the food chain, the way that they view him, is like is the next um, sort of just te- like like leader of of some of those teams and again i know this is not an uh, the hero world challenge is not a team event but it very it very much feels like a warm-up for a team event which is the president's cup the week after i i think that i think that he is viewed by those guys as uh just standing out uh from even all of his peers i, I think they view him as being pretty special so i think spieth probably gets one and i don't know i'd love to see like I think it'd be cool if one of the the young guys got one, like whether it's Hovland or or uh, Morikawa or Wolf or somebody like that, just to kind of mix it up. It's like I, I don't know. I think that that part of it would just be pretty cool if they did that. 
I would agree with that. I mean, I, I would love to see one of the young guns, but I think you're right about Spieth. I mean, he still is one of the biggest names in the, in the sport. So if you're handing out an exemption, that's a pretty good place uh, to start. Uh, you, you've mentioned the President's Cup, and I want to get to you know, the, the, the problem that I guess that Tiger Woods has in, in picking his, his, his captain's picks. But before we do that, I heard you on with uh, Mr. Immelman on, your, on the First Cup podcast talking about Kevin Na. Uh, I Your just boy. Wanna, Your I, boy. I want to talk about this for a second before we get to the President's Cup. Was that not just an exhilarating performance? He's hitting off-balance shots, kind of off his back foot. He's, he's staring into the sun. He's fist-pumping. He's walking in playoff putts. Like, this was just <laughs> an exhilarating experience. It, it kind of – Kyle, I, I know he's professional, but doesn't it kind of seem like he's like – just the way he plays, he's like one of your buddies who just like caught a heater. That's just kind of what it looked like, did it not? Just the way he was kind of just all over the course and just draining putts to save, you know, shots that really weren't that close to the flag. When you when you make 558 feet of putts over the course of four days, I, I would say that's it's an all time heater. And like, I, you know, and and Mark and I talked about this. And like, he's obviously, I mean, to win three times in his last 30 events, obviously there's a lot of talent there, but. He's also kind of fun to root for. You know, I think I think you run into some of these guys and the way that they play or their style, you're like, I don't know. I mean, I guess like Bill Haas, okay. Yeah, sure. Like he's he's really good at golf. But then you watch Na and you're like, this is kind of fun. Like I can see myself uh, enjoying playing golf with somebody like that. And and I think that I think it's cool that the, the kind of the broader golf world has been turned on to that over the last year or so. Well, and I'm I'm a sucker for remember when he was walking in putts and then Tiger did it like that was such a great moment, <laughs> and I'm I'm just such a sucker when he wins. Just I love it when guys get emotional with their families. I yeah. just I love that, and I, I love when he speaks Korean to his 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 little daughter as well. It's just he's easy to root for, and it's easy to tell that his fellow golfers on the PGA Tour just like the guy. So it makes him just super likable, and it was fun to see him win and in, in, in the fashion in which he won. Uh, it's was he Kyle? He's actually kind of played himself into the discussion on the um, the President's Cup captains picks, and it appears that that Tiger Woods has a lot of guys to choose from and only so many spots. Just uh, kind of detail the the selection process that Tiger's going to have to go through with guys like Kevin Na and Jordan Spieth and on down the list. Yeah, so a couple of guys that we talked about so far. So the eight guys that have been selected, uh, I don't have it in front of me. I, I could probably, oh uh, yeah, I do have it in front of me. So the top eight, Brooks, JT, DJ, Patrick Cantlay, Xander, Webb, Kucher, and Bryson. So those are your top eight. So, so Tiger gets four captain's picks. And the problem that I started, I started looking through this, and you start coming up on some guys that you're like, oh, that, that guy might not be on the team. So I'll, I'll run through probably the top, I guess, eight that Tiger's choosing from. So Tony Finau, who finished ninth in the standings. You got Ricky Fowler, who's on every team, uh, every American team in these team events. You got Gary Woodland, who won the U.S. Open. You got Patrick Reed, who has a lot going on because he threw some guys under the bus at, in Paris last year. But he's also, uh, again, like Spieth, been kind of an anchor for a lot of these American teams and team events. You got Tiger himself, who won the Masters this year, and can and he can pick himself if he wants to. You got Phil, who's made, I think it's 24 straight uh, American teams in, in President's Cup or Ryder Cup. And then you got Spieth, who we talked about. You got Kevin Na, who we talked about. And then you got Kevin Kisner, who, 
Uh, I mean, during the match play this year, I think he lost in the finals to Lucas Beauregard, but I remember everybody saying during match play, this guy better be on the president's cup team, better be on the Ryder cup team. And yet it looks like guys like him and nah, and maybe even Spieth and Phil are going to be out on the outside looking in. Yeah. I, I you kind of want Kisner's putter in match play, don't you? I mean, <laughs> he, he, question is Kyle. Who would you pick if you were Tiger Woods to be uh, to be on the President's Cup team? Well, I, I think that I think you got to go Woodland. I mean, the, the the way I mean, the U.S. Open was only a couple months ago, right? It wasn't. It's not like it happened in like February. Um, it, it was an all-time year for him. He missed. Uh, I think he finished. Where did he finish? He finished tenth. So Finau goes ninth. Woodland finishes tenth in the President's Cup standings. Uh, and then Fowler was 11th. So I think you got to go to those three. And then <laughs> it's going to be fascinating because do you go Reed, who finished 12th? Does Tiger pick himself? Does he go Spieth? I think picking Spieth would say a lot about, again, how Tiger and, and guys like Phil and, and some of the guys that are in charge of some of this stuff view him. Um, or do you pick – I mean, he's, I don't think he's going to pick Phil. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I I would probably go Spieth just because I think he's going to be there for the next 15 years. And I think, I don't know. I just think having him on the team is it. I, I think it's important. I think it matters. You don't, you don't have to have the 12 best guys necessarily. Cause you're probably going to roll either way. So I would probably go Finau, Fowler, Woodland and, uh, and Jordan Spieth. Well, this is how I know you're not Tiger Woods. You didn't pick yourself for the, uh, the captain's picks. <laughs> I mean, Tiger has said that he's going to take input from, from his, himself, from himself, from assistants and guys that are going to be on the team. And do you really think that who, when he goes to look for input, those guys are going to be like, "Nah, Tiger, don't don't pick yourself. Pick, well, that, pick Kevin Kisner." Instead. Yeah. Do you think that's really going to happen? I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think you're right. Like, I think Tiger will pick himself. And so, but then, <laughs> then like, is Woodland not on the team? Is Fowler not on the team? I mean, it, it's just. And I think this is going to be even more fascinating uh, this time. Well, I guess in nine months from now, right? Whenever they're whenever they're trying to figure out the Ryder Cup team, because there's going to be guys that are. I mean, this list of American golfers is it's kind of unbelievable in terms of like who's. And, and you know, if Phil wasn't Phil, he wouldn't be on this list, right? He hasn't finished in the top ten since February. Uh, he hasn't. And he hasn't played well at all, but he is Phil. And you just wonder when that last free pass is is coming in terms of team events. So I don't know. I'm fascinated to see. I, I think the picks are, I want to say, beginning in November. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll probably be Fina, Fowler, Woodland. And, yeah, I guess Tiger picking himself or Spieth or I, I don't know. But then Patty Reed sitting at home watching a team event. I mean, that's how's that going to go? Yeah, I, I think Reed has certainly – played himself into the conversation where he probably deserves to be on the team. I just, I wonder how much with all of the drama he's taken himself out with that aspect. And I think, I don't think Jordan Spieth would expect to get picked with where his game's at as great of a story as Kevin Nas been as much as he's won, you know, three wins in his last 30 appearances. I, I get, he could be in the conversation, but he's really, he's kind of the same lungs along the same lines as Spieth and where his tee to green game is just being saved by his putter to yeah. where that doesn't, that doesn't tend to hold up well in this event. So I, I think I'm agree with you. I think it needs to be Woodland, Fowler, Finau, and then I think Tiger's going to take himself. I yeah. mean, as much as as much as Kisner fits this format, 
as well as Reed's played. Obviously, Phil doesn't deserve to go. I think that's going to be the four that, that go. And I, th- I think there's less than a 1% chance Tiger doesn't pick himself. Can you imagine I Tiger mean, picking Phil instead of himself? Yeah, like that, <laughs> that, that world does not exist. It does not compute. So uh, it's going to be interesting to watch, and I, I can't wait to, to watch. The President's Cup's going to be, be a lot of fun. But uh, we're going to talk more about the Houston Open coming up in just a second. But first, let's hear from our sponsors. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. Okay, welcome back. Kyle Porter still with us on the First Cut Podcast. Kyle, we got a not necessarily a star-studded field for the uh, Houston Open, but we have Henrik Stinson playing. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, the Houston Open field and uh, Henrik Stinson? <laughs> that about sums it up, right? This is a... Uh... This is a tough scene. Brian Harmon has the second best odds to win this golf tournament, <laughs> which is never something uh, that you want to see. I mean, it, so I rank the field. I got this is Carson. This is how I rank the field. I guess Stenson number one. He's the nine to one. Uh, he's the favorite. Uh, number, the second favorite, uh, like I said, is Harmon. But I've got Russell Henley two. I've got Scotty Scheffler three. Daniel Berger four. Cam Champ five. Harmon. Harris English, Luke Lewis, Bo Hostler, and then a guy named Lanto Griffin. Those are my top ten guys for the Houston Open. Your thoughts? Oof. I I need to I need the Googles to to figure out who some of those guys are. <laughs> That's where I'm at with with this field. But um, I mean, obviously Henrik Stenson's the, the the class of this field. Yeah, and he made news. He made news this week, Kyle. He retired the old three wood that has done him so well. Which I guess you reach a certain point with a golf club, right, where you've worn it completely out. The well, technology's a little dated, but he, he, he bagged said, it. He said the uh, the face was like caved in. I think he realized this during the playoffs <laughs> or something. And you're like, yeah, bro, it might it might be time. So I think he's still going to hit a three wood as much. It's just not going to be the one that uh, that we've always seen him with. But yeah, I mean, look, like there's only two top fifty guys in this field. He's one of them. He's actually played pretty good golf. He hasn't missed a cut. I th- I think since like March or something. He started off the year really poorly like he missed a bunch of cuts in the european tour he wasn't playing well then he finishes top 10 at the u.s open has a pretty good summer hasn't won but he's been really really consistent he always plays well in houston Uh, i think it's you know i i wrote this but it's been a while since i've seen somebody be a a single digit favorite at nine to one and then nobody else uh, better than 20 to one like he's just he's so big of a favorite because there's not really anybody else in the field that's as good uh, as he is uh, playing this event. So 
it's kind of a bummer for for the Houston Open. I know they're they're really excited about moving this event, uh, or they're really excited about the new kind of management of this event. It's a it's a group with the Houston Astros that kind of took it over. Joel Beal wrote a really good piece on Golf Digest about uh, kind of the future of it. They're taking it to a new course next year. Brooks Kepka's involved with with kind of helping out uh, with designing this course that they're taking it to next year, but. Uh, this is definitely a purgatorial year because it's not a uh, it's not a pretty year in terms of uh, field strength. Why is he the only real big name playing in this event? Well, I think you. I mean, you got a lot of guys in in uh, Italy, right? So the European Tour, uh, it's part of their Rolex series. So they're playing in Italy this week, and you've got. Uh, I think there's nine top 40 guys in Italy. So Ian Poulter wins this event uh, in Houston last year. So normally you'd, he would be there he, as the defending champion. It's very rare that you don't go back to an event the year after you've won it. But Poulter's like, well, I'll, you know, the Italian Open, $7 million purse, big deal for the race to Dubai. I'm going to play there. Justin Rose is playing there. Francesco Molinari's play there. So it's just a, it's an unfortunate spot right before the Asian swing on the PGA Tour that a lot of guys, a lot of the bigger names are going to. And, and you're just, it, it's a it's a really bad spot uh, for guys to uh, to play in this tournament. Did you see the video of Ian Poulter, his first win in the Italian Open? Did you see the, the throwback video on social media? No, was he wearing his uh, his golden uh, shirt that like shimmers in the sun? Uh, not the video I saw, but he did have like sideburns that were shaved. Like, <laughs> it's hard to describe, honestly. <laughs> it's it's like a sideburn that's a thin, pointy line that like goes just under his eyes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's I have seen it, it. It's bizarre. I mean, he he's uh, he's changed his look over the years, but I'll, I'll say that. Thankfully. Uh, okay, so I guess Houston Open. Uh, I, I assume you're going to pick Hendrick Stinson to win, but let's hear your uh, your winner, your top ten, and your sleeper for the yeah, Houston I've got, Open. Yeah, I've actually got Stinson top as my top ten, lock for top ten. Um, I've got Harris English as my winner. He. Um, he had a weird year. He, he finished outside the top 125 in the FedEx Cup. Played, I think he played the Corn Ferry Finals to, to kind of get back uh, into the, uh, the PGA Tour. But since then, so he's st- – let me pull up his, his uh, starts this, this season. So he goes – yeah, he goes Corn Ferry champ- uh, Tour Championship, finishes T26 there. And then he starts at Greenbrier to start the PGA Tour season 2019-20. He finishes T3. He goes Sanderson Farms. Uh, he goes T6 there. So two back-to-back top 10s to start the year. And then he was T33 in Napa at the Safeway Open a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's hitting the ball a lot better than he has been. Um, so, yeah, I like him. I, I think I've watched him play uh, not a lot, but, man, up close, he is an unbelievable ball striker. And he's just, he's just struggled with it for whatever reason over the last couple of years. So I've got him winning. And then I've got uh, who is my sleeper? My sleeper is Lanto Griffin, my guy. What are his odds? Fifty to one. Well, the thing about this tournament is your long shot has like fourth best odds. To, <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. mean, forty to one is like you know Keegan Bradley. It's yeah, forty to one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Lanto Griffin. He uh, he's got five straight top twenties worldwide. Uh, he he's really played well so far on the PGA Tour. Not a lot of people know about him, but. Um, yeah, he's an exciting young player. And, uh, I think it's a, you know, it's a bad field, right. But it's also a, an opportunity for a young player, for somebody without a ton of experience to, to get an early win and to kind of position themselves nicely for the next, uh, for the next year. Yeah. I thought about that when I was in Augusta 
seeing Kevin Tway playing the Masters. You know, he won the, the Safeway that, that year. It's really a great opportunity, these early events where the fields are not as strong for these guys to kind of play their way into the Masters. I mean, that's it's a great opportunity for those guys. Uh, I'm with you. Like, I think it's almost too obvious to pick Hendrick Stinson to win, but he'll be my my lock for a top 10 just because he's, you know, obviously the most elite player in the field. I'm going to go with Keegan Bradley to win. I mean, he still has, he has 41 odds too, so I guess that qualifies as a sleeper. But I'm going to go with Keegan Bradley to win. Eight, eight starts of cash, top 15 or better, including t- uh, three top 10s. I mean, the guy's, the guy's playing really good golf, and he's... He's kind of in that – he's not as good as Stinson, obviously, just in terms of pedigree, but he's much closer to him than a lot of guys in this field. So I'm going <laughs> yes. go to I'm gonna go with him to win. And he's played well lately, so I'll go with that. And then um, who was my sleeper? I had a really good sleeper here you know, who seemed to escape my mind. <laughs> so. uh, oh, oh, here I go. This is a great – these are great odds. How about Johnson Wagner at 125 to 1? Okay. He's the 2008 champ. He was second in 2015, and he shares the course record of 63. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna get. I get 125 to one odds with that. With that kind of horse for the course. Sign me up. A horse for the course who, who won it over a decade ago. Back when. Yeah. Mike, back when Mike Gundy didn't have a mullet. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. You know, it's like you just you get back on the those hallowed grounds, and it all comes back to you. Yeah. Johnson Wagner's missed three of his last four cuts on the Corn Ferry and the PGA Tour. So. Well, I'm going super sleeper. How about that? <laughs> I mean, you're right, though. The thing about it is, like, everybody in the field's a long shot other than Stinson. Like, that's just how the Yeah, f- I mean, I could have gone way higher on the, the list here. I mean, <laughs> they're all long shots based on 40-1 uh, to one or worse. I saw odds. I saw our guy, uh, Bo Van Pelt, is in the field for the second straight week. So, Bo Van Pelt was hurt for basically, like, three years. He had a shoulder thing. It, it was, like, this long ordeal. And uh, he goes out and he played pretty well at uh, in Napa a couple weeks ago. He is what is that five hundred to one to win this week? Whoa! Um, and that's a super sleeper. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Rich Beam is a thousand to one. Rich Beam, uh, <laughs> three time winner on the PGA Tour, obviously won the PGA Championship. So again, it's a it's it's an eclectic field in Houston, but uh, should be fun. I think we're going to end up with a a, a, a guy who is younger, who is look somebody like a Scotty Shuffler type, who Scotty Shuffler was a uh, corn Ferry tour player of the year that I got named on Wednesday. And, uh, he, he was great at Texas. Somebody like that, who we're going to, we're going to look at the master's field in April and be like, Oh yeah, Scotty Shuffler won the Houston open last year. So that part of it will be fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens for sure. Well, Hey Kyle, I appreciate you letting me fill in on the, uh, the first cut podcast. Uh, we'll have to, See who uh, shakes out at the Houston Open. We're, we're thinking it's probably going to be Henrik Stenson, but who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But I appreciate you letting me uh, fill in with you. Yeah, Carson. It was great. Um, good luck with your uh, your President's Cup wagering, and uh, I'm sure we'll <laughs> we'll have you on again to uh, to talk about some team events later in the year. Yeah, we, we kept our, our OSU golf references to a minimal, so I think we did pretty well on our first attempt. <laughs> our After Dark pod will just be Victor Hovland, and, and oh, I was going to pick Christopher Ventura for this event. See, he was almost my long shot at, I think he's 125 to one too. He is, yeah. He played well in the Corn Ferry. You know, he won a couple events, and this is kind of a, a Corn Ferry-esque field with the <laughs> exception of a few names. So, I mean, I I think he could do pretty well here. Yeah, it kind of it kind of is. Peter Ewan's 100 to one as well. But no, it was uh, a ton of fun, Carson. We'll do it again soon, and we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Talk to you then. 
Spring training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us. That means you need to join us on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every Monday through Saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of March. We'll break down the latest news, spring training updates, players to target, and much more in just five minutes. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.